0: Hello, good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the MagiCast. I'm your host Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 243. We are recording this on the 6th of February. It's a Tuesday evening and we are recording a day after Roma... Let's say, put in a, a four-star performance, not a five-star performance, because that would have been 5-0, but uh, a well-oiled machine performance against Claudio Ranieri's calorie. And it was really nice to see that uh, Claudio Ranieri got a wonderful reception and with the lovely banners before the game and during the game. And we'll also be talking about a Portuguese person Leaving the club with a wonderful Italian twang to his ac- to his accent in Tiago Pinto, and we'll be talking about transfer deadline day, which has now been and gone, with the signings of Angelino from ball Leipzig uh, on loan, and Tommaso Baldanzi. He's, I think he's about five foot four and looked every part of it yesterday, and I'm really excited for him to see him in a Roma shirt going forward. But with me tonight, I have Joey. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you, Scott?
0: I'm tired, but it's a good tired. And I'm happy because Roma won three in a row. And we're actually looking quite good. And it's a change of mindset, which we were talking pre-pod. Um, we are back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, I...
1: certainly back.
0: Vertical I attacking joke. football. I joke. Uh, we've also got a debutant. He's been lacking in a bit of match fitness, but he's come <laughs> on to his first his first part. We've got uh Jalarosi Jalez. Was it Galez? I I apologize. AK Jalez. Jalez. My yeah. apologies. AK George. How are you, George? And welcome. All, good. All well, good. Excited
2: to be here. Excited to be on the podcast. Uh I listen to it sort of every week when it comes out. So we're really uh excited to be here.
0: So you've got used to my dulcet Wiltshire tones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Regular listener, so excited to be here.
0: Um, before we get into the to the nooks and the crannies of yesterday and what's going to happen, what has happened in the last week or so, George, uh, the floor is yours. We'd like to hear about a bit about yourself and how you've become a, a Roma fan.
2: Wow, so 24 years old, I'm uh, from South Wales, Um, and yeah, became a Roma fan, Uh, my first ever kit when I must have been about three or four, was a totty, uh, 10 on the back, Um, and yeah, just never looked back since, sort of followed every game I possibly could, been to the Olympico on a handful of uh, times and uh, was lucky enough to get some tickets to watch uh, Roma player Leicester in the Conference League. Uh I think yeah. it was two years ago now. So yeah, yeah just, just uh follow them right the way through and uh from good times to the bad times and hopefully now we've seen a bit more of the good times. But yeah, that's that's basically it. That's that's how I started it.
0: With the Welsh twang. <laughs> do you support anyone in Wales?
2: Um Wow, my brother used to be in the Cardiff City uh, Academy, so I do. Oh. I do, fo- I can't say I support them, but um, I follow them for sure. And ironically, we I live in a, a place called Newport, and uh, uh, the week before I was last... there, oh, you were I there, was
0: there. <laughs> I was there Saturday.
2: <laughs> ah, so yeah, I was gonna say, so oh, yeah, of course, you're a Swindon fan, you're yeah. I am, yes. So uh, yeah, so I'm not, I, I'm really not far from the um. And uh, yeah, so but I, my brother used to play for in the Academy Picardo, so I followed them a little bit, but can't say I support them.: Yeah,
0: I was in Newport Saturday for an annual trip to watch always watch Newport beat Swindon. I've only seen <laughs> seen Swindon win there once in five times into to go to Rod it is Rodney Parade, what it is yes,
2: called
0: Rodney that. parade, yeah and I'm not going to lie, guys. there's always trouble after the game and it sort of kicked off afterwards because the two teams are the closest next to each other so it's literally a 45 minute journey on the train but i will say this george yeah. newport market has some wonderful selections of food in there in the in the they, town center
2: that's right they've just redone that well i say just maybe about a year two years ago so yeah there's some good uh, some good italian places in there and yep. some other other good food in there it's a good little uh good little market
0: I got a cheesecake jar which I sent to Joey. Not bad for <laughs> five pounds. It looked uh, really good. It was a yeah. Biscoff. My mate, two of my mates, got tacos, and I was like, "I've had a burger. I had a chicken burger in the ground. Coffee was not the best, and it was piping hot. And <laughs> it's and the cup, the lids for the cups were not the best. But no, it's I do enjoy going there because it's swimming Bring a lot. There's fourteen hundred there. It's they've got the. The goal stand behind the goal because Newport That's played right. Manchester United played Man United in the cup last mm-hmm. week. But that yeah, enough enough of <laughs> us going into talking about uh, who I support and where George is from. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but I do. If anyone does go to Newport, go to the Newport Market. It's very nice. You do get some good food. I think they've got Italian food, Greek pizzas, etc., etc., and a lot of cake shops. And I was like, yeah i'm okay i got a nice cheese uh the cheesecake in a jar biscoff five pounds and then my mum decided to have most of it and i was like oh man (laughs) cheeky but no um so gents the transfer market went last week i know the turkish window shuts on thursday <clears throat> and I know one of the players will probably be leaving to go to Turkey and Jerry will probably be thinking good riddance. I know, but Renato Sanchez or as the Portuguese and probably Tiago Pinto will say Renato sanchez will is probably be on his way, but Angelino and Tommaso Baldanzi are in and Marish Kumbula and Andrea Bellotti are out on transfer on loans, to Sassuolo and Fiorentina, respectively. George, I'll start with you first, and then Joey. That's a pretty good end to the transfer window, isn't it?
2: I'd say, I'd say so, Scott. I think if you would said to me at the start of the window, you'd uh, uh, bring in Hitzler, Angelino, and Baldanzi, especially. I think I probably would have laughed, uh, laughed my head off. So yeah, I think it's a really good transfer window, all things considered. Um, In a way, I'm glad for Pinto that, you know, he left on a, you know, on a bang of such with the transfer window. So uh, at least he gives myself and a lot of the other Roma fans a a bit more of a fond um, taste in their mouth after the sort of mishap of the Renato Sanchez uh, loan deal, etc. So, yeah, I'm really, I'd I'd probably rate it one of our best windows. And it could have been the only thing that I would have said would have made it better, probably would have been if we could have got Spinozola to uh, mm, depart. Yeah. But that's you're asked, That's a tough deal with his contract situation. So, yeah,
0: I'm pretty happy. Same, same. I was happy with the two signings, And we got to see what Angelino does on the pitch yesterday, which I will talk about in a moment. But, Joey, how
1: about yourself? I think it's the best transfer window in Italy. Um, I don't think uh, anybody did better. I think Napoli may have came close. I think they... They uh, they made some really good signings to help their team. They could have done more if uh, Udinese was uh, uh, was able was uh, able to sell them their players, but ultimately they did not. And to me, Roma, uh, like uh, George said, that uh, Thiago Pinto's last his last window was a banger. I think it was the best one in Italy. Um, you gotta to me he he can I think Hoyson can uh, potentially even start to replace Fiorente and start starting yeah. he looks so composed yeah so you, you start you start with him and then you go with um you go with a like again like george said i'm, I'm repeating his words if you asked me before if uh, uh if you if you gave me this window at the beginning i would laugh i, I would never think we at the beginning we had a budget of 1.8 million and freaking somehow ended up getting angelino on loan uh obviously besides of Hoison, Hüls- and then they pay. They didn't pay a loan with an obligation to buy. They paid straight out ten million for Baldansi with five million in bonuses. It wasn't. It didn't end up being a loan. So I don't know how they ended up coming up with this, but it ended up being a tremendous window with players to me that actually make sense of what the team needs. And I was even happy with the outgoing transfers, Scott. You know my thoughts on Balati, So. <laughs> yep. I, I don't <laughs> think it was quality of Roma, George. If you don't know, I'm I'm a pretty big Bellati hater. I, I don't think he's <laughs> qualities of Roma. I'm sorry, I, I've just seen way too much over the past, you know, year and a half. And to get yeah. his wages off the books was tremendous. And Kambula it's smart. Um, give him some playing time. So he, that's what he needs because he he still might be part of Roma in the future. We don't know. Um, you know, with the change of De Rossi, I'm I'm okay with keeping a guy like Spinazzola now because with Spinazzola, you have two options on the left with him and Angelino. Because I, I, uh De Rossi does not consider um, Zaleski a fullback, so he's not going to be playing in that position. So having two in that spot is nice to have because uh, Christensen it's it's kind of hard on your off your off wing, so uh, it's it's asking for a lot. So I, I don't mind that he stays, and he might be a different player. Uh, under De Rossi, He'd probably still have trouble to cross the ball, but yeah. if he can help in other areas on the pitch, I mean, it might work out. And we'll see with Ronaldo Sanchez. Maybe this will give more motivation for Sanchez Sanchez to uh, to stay and to play. From what I what I read this morning, the latest is that he's still refusing Besiktas, even though they want him. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe he can give a few good games to um, to Durasi. I. I don't know if you'll save that much money to the end of the year, like enough to really make a difference. So why not have an extra body? You know, the talent's there. Even if he gives you five good games the rest of the year and I'm stretching it, I mean, it wouldn't hurt. But overall, uh, I love the window. I think it's one of our our best ones. And it's really the one that made the most sense.
0: It took you 10 minutes to say about a wingback crossing. And I, I appreciate it. Joey, I appreciate <laughs> it. Just to say, no, to say, George, he loves Paolo DiBala. Yes, probably has I heart Paolo DiBala posters yeah. up on his wall. I, I do make the joke that it's he. A... <laughs> I was going to say will, it's a speaker,
1: but go, go yeah,
0: on. I will say the joke that he likes. I'd say that Eminem and Stan plays in the background every time he scores <laughs> and he doesn't like rasmus christensen but he's he's grown to grown a bit too to how no, lightly but... you put up with him yeah tolerate yeah. tolerate that's, yeah, a, good a, that's a, a, good a little
1: tolerance uh, i do yeah. i do start to appreciate defensive work but going forward i try to cover my eyes
2: <laughs> it does uh I mean, yes, it was one of his better games, uh, a yeah. game yesterday. I thought. I mean, but, oh, I think he was only on the pitch maybe 20, 25 minutes, but it was the first game, other than maybe the Sassuolo game, where offensively he offered something. I've, i I thought.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's always, again, he's always playing on his, uh, his natural wing. So uh, it's obviously it's not it limits him even more. So I, I kind of understand the situation he's been put in.
0: Yeah. Um. So someone has also left the club, Tiago Pinto. So that is, is that three years? He came in January 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so three years. I... Yeah, Signed from Benfica. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets another club in the summer. To be honest, I think he's done a good job at Roma. He's left Roma in a better position than we were three years ago. That's that's my thoughts. The only downside was the summer transfer window where he sort of um, dilly-dallied. That's probably an awful way to say it. He was a bit slow, less reactive to some transfers. I don't know if you two would agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Gamaka, Marcus Leonardo. Leonardo's absolutely killing it at Benfica at the moment. Um, Fratezi and I think there was a couple more but apart from that I think he's done a really good job um, bar the first summer transfer window when you piss over 100 million euros on players <laughs> and you're left with spending 8 million the next summer transfer window but stuff like that happens but overall guys uh, I'll start with you Jerry first and then George afterwards how do you feel Tiago Pinto's reign at Roma has gone?
1: Thinking throughout all our previous podcasts, when we talk about Pinto during transfer markets, I probably had some harsh words and some words I, I think he deserved uh, to hear from from us Roma fans. I think he's had good moments and bad moments. Ultimately, uh, he did make the team get to another level. He did leave us in a better position, especially getting rid of uh, all those contracts when he first came in. We had, what was it like? Over seventy something players signed that I keep hearing. Yeah. Even yeah, if it yeah. wasn't, I mean, it was a really <laughs> high amount. So uh, look, he he sold everyone brilliantly. I mean, in one day he was able to offload Balati Kambula, and then he gets Angelino and Baldansi. So that's some of the great work by Pinto. And then there's some of the not great workers when you actually had a budget in the first window. Uh, it was a pretty disastrous transfer market barring uh, Abraham and his one good season. Cause everybody else, I believe he signed. Um, I mean, Patricio had a good first year, but it wasn't a great market. And then you're left with not much to work with the second year, which he had, which I think he did improve. He got better. Um, Wijnaldum's obviously his injury was just unfortunate and it's unlucky. So it's not like the guy had an injury history or anything. So people keep saying we we signed broken players. Wynaldum was certainly not one of them. He just he got unlucky by a tackle in practice. You obviously signed Dybala, who's been your most important player the last uh two years or a year and a half. And then you come into that this summer, um, what happened? This is where he didn't again, he didn't have much to work with, but he did sign a player like Sanchez, who didn't work out and was his pupil. So that didn't look good on him. The dilly-dallying of uh, Scamacca and the regret of Leonardo, uh, again, didn't look good on Pinto. But he goes to that mediocre transfer market to probably his best he's had since being at Roma. Uh, Like we mentioned, getting the players he did, Hoisin, which the only bad thing about Hoisin's deal is there's no option to buy. I I hope Roma, like I pray, Roma do anything they can to keep this kid. maybe he loves it so much uh, agree, yeah. anything can happen in football right maybe there's so much to keep it and if he's able to if Roma's able to well that's Pinto's work and then you come up with Angelino and Baldanci he got a he got a fullback that can cross and a prospect that is that could be a future Dybala so uh, okay. lots of talent so he ended off with a great window and he sold off a lot of He sold off a lot of contracts, a lot of players that have not had much success elsewhere, and he was able to um, not give up any big stars, maybe barring Ibanez with financial fair play. So, all in all, I believe he did good work, and I'm I'm excited to see who's going to come after him.
0: Yeah. Um, With uh, I was just going to say, did we actually get money for Vigne? Because I'm just thinking, yes, nine million. That's yeah. that may have financed the two deals also and plus the loan fees that Fiorentina and Sassuolo are playing for Pilotti and Cumbula. I was just thinking about that when you were when you were talking, Joey. So just, just thinking about that. Um George, what's your thoughts on um Thiago Pinto?
2: I mean, I can't say I've been his biggest fan. But I think, like you guys have said, on the whole, he's probably left the club in a better place than when he found it. There were a couple of signings that, to me, just didn't make sense from the from the get-go, really. Um, obviously, top of that list would probably be someone like Sanchez. Um, but then, on, on the flip side of the coin, he's brought in players like Lukaku, who's, who's contributed massively this season already. I'd be scared to think where, where we'd be without him. Um, he's brought in players, obviously, like Dwi um, so, yeah, I think I think he's definitely left the club in a better place than he found it. The dithering in windows, like you said, with the Scamacca deal and some other deals, the Fertese deal, is frustrating, especially when you look at how quickly he acted with uh, dismissing Kambula Kim- and, and, and uh, Balotti on loan, this transfer uh, window to allow uh, Baldanzi to join. Um, there's no doubt he can do it and, you know, it's frustrating at times, but I think with a club like Roma, Roma and the financial situation, we've got, I, I think, you know, I, like you said, you've got to give him credit on the whole. And I think, especially with this last window, um, he leaves Roma with fond memories. And I think the fans will be on the whole, and, you know, happy with the spell in which he's a uh, graced Roma.
0: Completely agree. Absolutely nailed it. Joey, you like to have a look at the press, um, but who do you think is going to be the replacement? There was someone talked today, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, I uh, saw from Corriello dello Sport that um, Modesto seems to be the closest. Again, you can take it with a grain of salt. I mean, freakins don't really. Uh, reveal much uh, but he seems the closest so that's the director at Ponza and um, she, he used to work with uh, Lina Soyonku at Solonku I don't know if I'm saying it correctly at the Olympiacos. so um, there's some just connection there but also there's I keep hearing the names of Paul Mitchell, Nepe, mm-hmm. Uh I'm missing, I think Edwards, Mark Edwards. So oh, yeah.
0: is that the ex Liverpool? Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. There's somebody
1: Liverpool. else. It starts with an S he was with Liverpool. Um his name is slipping my mind, but there's somebody else. So there's Vivel. there's there's a whole casting of it. And uh I mean it's tough. I, I think um I think Freakin should really look to get somebody very knowledgeable about the league in Syria. And um, so we'll see, maybe Modesto is a choice, maybe he's not, but it would be smart to get somebody that has that experience and, you know, has the same mindset as our future coach of who will be, of how to move this team forward. Because with Pinto Mourinho, in my opinion, I think, look, it's, I don't know if this is a, a theory, a conspiracy theory, but this this market with a different coach completely shift from you know, from the days of Mourinho being here, where he wanted Soyonku, he wanted Bonucci, he wanted uh, obviously Hoisin, so he just wanted center back, center back, center back. And now that De Rossi came in, look how Pinto worked the market. He went to complete one hundred and eighty. He went just completely somewhere else. Took a small technical full back, which Mourinho likes everybody to be big and strong, and he took a guy like Baldanzi. So. Maybe they just weren't in line, so that's why I hope it's just I just hope whoever it is has experience in the league and is able to um, is able to work well with our new coach. Completely agree.
0: Uh, me yeah. and George have got some really high hopes about Danzi. I think the sky's the limit about him. Um, George sent me, you sent me a DM. Was it on Thursday yeah. that you've gone to watch Empley a couple of times? Yeah, and- correct. Yeah it's like he's like been the best player at the club
2: yeah 100% I mean where we stay um, I know, when we go on our family holidays is not far from the Ampli ground and having seen him um, not seen them a couple of times and um, watching the amount of Syria I do watching him play he's definitely a, a sort of Italian style that, that I think to, to land at a club like Roma is huge for us. The the ceiling the is so high for him. And the, the most refreshing thing about it is number one issue I'd say this season and probably last season is dribala is so important to us that when, when he's not playing and that is a good sort of 20, 30, sometimes, you know, 40% of the games maybe, we massively, massively lose out. So to have quite literally a, a raw carbon copy of him, in the way he runs, the way he holds the ball, the way he manoeuvres, the, how, how the ball sticks to his feet. It's, it, uh, to have that as an option is, will you know, with the right guidance and, you know, Dribala, he, he will be learning off the best in Dubala and to have that right, guy, uh, right guidance mm-hmm. at a club like Roma where the fans, you know, they, don't, they, they, they love you. Um, I think he'll flourish. So I think is a superb bit of business and I'm really, really glad he's ended up uh, at, our, at our doorstep. Where's his best position? I mean, i I like him just in behind, you know, just because I think he, it's not so much. I like him out when he plays out wider, but I think if you give mm. him the ball at the feet and give him the option to move the ball out wide or direct, he's good enough to directly run at players and shift the ball out wide, uh, play it into some Lukaku or Tammy when he's back. So. I'd say, you know, when it, when he came on against when he came on against Caleri, he looked comfortable there and that's probably where I'd like to see him continue. Um but I can't remember which Italian coach said it. He so, he is so adaptable and he's at that age where he is effectively, you know, you can mold him into the player you want him to be. But I think with Dribala being his natural sort of senior, I think that mold is perfectly suited Mm. to uh, Tommaso Baldanzi. I I really, you know, there there was talks with Colpani and stuff like that, but I really, really don't think Roma could have picked a better, um, uh, you you know, young player to to back and to develop and to to buy into um, than what they have. So I'm just so really grateful to Pinto that he's managed to bring him to the club.
1: And I like he can play both... uh off the right and off the left, just behind the strikers. So we may yeah. even seen some games. I, I think I've seen somewhere where uh, I read somewhere where they can even, Dybala and Baldansi can even play together. I'm actually quite excited yeah. to see that. So um, yeah. with Baldansi's age, this, is, uh, this isn't bad because Dybala has a harder time playing out wide. At least Baldansi could sometimes shift there. But if you have both of them behind Lukaku, I'm I'm actually quite excited to uh, to see that. So I'm I'm glad Baldanzi can play both because he kind of played off the left where El sharari usually plays. He played that against Juventus yeah. before he left and he scored that brilliant goal um, against them. So I'm I'm actually excited to see them both play together. I'm pretty
2: sure the goal came off his weak foot as well. I mean, it's right yes. hallow- it, it, footed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it almost like was in slow motion, but the way he positioned himself and that Duvaler esque sort of it's so such a low center of gravity. If he hits it, if he hits the ball, you know, just remotely where he needs it to go, it doesn't need the power. And he's so accurate and technical as a as a footballer that I think that's exactly the profile this club's lacking. You know, we've, we've lacked it for well two seasons now with Dibala, unfortunately, being you know absent as much as he is. So I'm just I just when it went well, Scott like Scott said, the second he signed, I would just. Um, you know, did not sleep, just so excited, and just and when he came on on the week on uh, last night against Calgary, you know he he looked. He, I think he won us about four fouls. Yeah, <clears throat> in about five minutes, he was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. brilliant.
1: And I'm glad George, you brought up that weak foot, uh, Scott. If you've seen um, his goals, I've I'm sure. The goal. the, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure the way George talks, he's like he, he's talking. He's like me. I, I've seen every he's goal he scored at Emple. Take a look at how many he can score with his weak foot. Uh, just mm. the added quality that that he brings, uh, especially to this team, and so and he scored against big teams. He scored against Juve, and if you guys recall, he scored a a, a goal to beat the Inter at the San Siro last year. I so remember. He, that. That's right.
0: Yes, I remember.
1: Yeah. yeah, so he could score in big games. So he's like George said. Uh, I can hear the happiness in his voice, and I, <laughs> I mean, I've the I've the same thing as George. Me and Scott were talking about Danzi Day and how happy we were. How overjoyed we were that we actually ended up signing this guy, that, a team, a, a player that literally all of Serie A wanted. So uh, I was so happy, and then I went to go look at his all his goals again right away, and just couldn't believe he he was a Roma player. So uh, I'm excited to see what he what he's going to bring to the team.
2: Yeah,
0: agreed, hundred percent. Well, George, you mentioned Colpani. Sorry, that's not a bad player for Monza, and I think in about a year or two. I think clubs in Italy and in Europe will be going after him as well. So it's, it's not a a bad option.
2: No, he's a great talent. He's a real, he's another real talent. And he's, you know, quite a bit different to Baldanzi. He's a bit Mm. more sort of direct, stronger, bigger player. But again, you know, he he doesn't need, he doesn't, he takes a chance as well. And he, he doesn't need, you can't, you can't leave him alone in and around the area or in the box, you know, he will punish you and watch him when he's done to teams. Um, you know, he scored, I think, was it Torino he scored the, uh, I can't remember, or Sassuolo he scored the the goal. Uh, not this Not this uh, game week, the weekend before, he, it was a fantastic finish with his left foot and it cut right across the face of goal. So another player that may be on the talent ID radar of Roma, but um, yeah, definitely there'll be some big, like you said, Scott, there'll be some big clubs uh, mm-hmm. waiting at the window for him.
1: Scott, before we move on, should we tell mm. George uh, the one player that I would like to uh, flank on the other side of Dybala in the summer? You know the one player I've been talking about that would, uh, where it would be a dream that he would play with Dybala and Baldansi alternating, the, the player that would play on the left behind the striker? Do you remember who I'm talking about? Uh, is he Scottish? No, he's not Scottish. Oh, so it's not Lewis Ferguson? <laughs> no, no, it's not thinking. Lewis Ferguson. <laughs> he's I a great know. player, though.
0: Yeah, I would, like, we, me and Jerry have talked about Lewis Ferguson. It's not Xerxy, but now... No, we... no,
1: no. He plays behind the striker. Who's he play for? Oh, if I tell you the team, it's going to make it too easy. Yeah,
0: that's fine. D- uh, Genoa. Oh, good. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Good shots. That's a yeah. That
1: is the talent idea I want Roma to look at. I know he'll be a lot, but I really think he can do good things here at Roma. I really if... would love him to play off the left side. Well,
0: Genoa just signed Vatigny from Marseille, and it looks like if they go two up top, they've got Retigi and Vatigny, and then Goodmanson can play just behind. So that's not a, that's a very good trident. Um, I know Fiorentina did they have three bids rejected for twenty five million plus? Yeah, they, wanted 30. Oh, did they, they wanted go up 30. to thirty? Oh my! They wanted goodness. thirty. They, so, want,
1: yeah. they wanted thirty. They didn't get up to thirty. That's what they wanted. So. I don't I don't think they want to get rid of him till the summer. Look, he's going to no, cost a yeah. lot, but again, dreaming is free, so I'm just <laughs> dreaming that he can uh, that he would be in Roma kit playing off the left with, you know, El Shirari and, and on one side as the alternative and then Baldanzi and uh, Divala <laughs> rotating on the other side. Didn't you want Loriente as well from Sassuolo? Not a bad backup option to be honest. I think he's uh, I think yeah. he's kind of rotting away now at Sassuolo. They're just they're just poor and uh, I feel bad for him. He does as much as he can, but he's he's a really good talent, really.
0: I asked about Bad about Danzi because I don't know if you know, George. Uh if you play a simulated football game
2: <laughs> I've heard about your simulated football games, your football manager. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: yeah, they make me giggle.
0: <laughs> so if you play a, if you do play a certain simulation a simulated football game, which I think I may have done. We reintegrated we, we my time with Roma. I am one game away from winning the league on the last day of the season for the yeah. second year in a row. Um, I can buy I, into I,
2: that.
0: I, yeah. I bought Baldanzi and I play him in center mid attack and he can play. I think he can play on the right, can play in center and can play on the left. I think he's going to be versatile and I'm really intrigued to see what he does because I'm intrigued. I think he's got the right coach. Yeah. With with the Rossi. And just to see the profile he has on the pitch, because it would be interesting if he does go, you can play alongside Cristante, but you've got the freedom. Or you can play on the left and just try and cut in on there, Or you can play on the right and play like as an inverted winger and cut in like as debarla does. But... A man can dream. We'll have to wait and see what happens in the next couple of weeks because there's yeah. some big games coming up. And as you guys said, I don't think him Dybala will start on Saturday, but he might go a bit more El Shawari Dybala, but we'll have to wait and see. Um should we, sure. we've we've gone half an hour. Should we talk about <laughs> the the main the main course which was the four 0 win yesterday? Yeah. Was that for both of you? Was that the best home performance this season in Syria?
2: Hundred the most complete one. Yeah, from the, the from the first minute to, for once, I can honestly stand here and say it from the first minute to the 90th minute, the team did not stop. They didn't stop. You know, they wanted to score more, and um, there were chances they missed. Uh, I think we had a goal last year, maybe like 2.4 something, and we've outscored that, and it could have been a lot more. So, I think. You know, from a, as a complete performance point of view, Angelino made a huge difference. Um, the centre backs, Loryante and Mancini, was superb. Um, Karsdorp, I thought he was, uh, you know, really solid. And I, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen our midfield click. Uh, Pellegrini, Paredes, and Cristante. I don't think I've seen them click like that. Well, for a long, long time. Like they, lo- they looked fresh. They looked full of ideas. Um, they weren't scared to play the forward ball all the time. It, I, you know, with someone like Cristante, I get frustrated when, you know, he's just knocking the ball like left to right, left to right, left to right, with no, with no, you know, intention of putting it forward. But you saw yesterday when when he's got the freedom to, you know, he doesn't have to step, play that defensive role. He can play up higher up the pitch, a little bit higher up the pitch, like we saw him um, with Atalanta. His passing range is phenomenal. And I think it was the the first Dubala goal, the, the one where Lukaku let it run. It came hmm. off a brilliant switch ball. Um, oh you know, yes, like it a, was yeah. from Cristante. It was when you see him when you see him do that, it's it's frustrating in a way because you know he can do it, and if he's given that freedom to play that position, which I think he ultimately will, now with the, the Rossi being at the club, you know he he can be a fantastic he can be a fantastic player, and it's just really and and the the four the front three all, all you know they all clicked. Al Shawari was you know looked really active off the left. Dribala was exceptional. as he, You know, as you you know, whenever you need that man to to come up with it, he always seems to. And Romelu, he was he was good. I thought he could have, at times he was trying to be a bit too much of a team player as such and try and be Mister Perfect and you know try and get that, that that one more ball than you should have put through or you know, the return pass. But it was like his hold up play is is is, is awesome. You know, and I, I think on the whole that was probably the most complete team performance I've seen from Roma. You know, for a long while.
0: As you mentioned the second goal, did you see who Cristante was trying to get past?
2: Oh no, I did. I did not.
0: Yerry Mina, the absolute oh, yeah. most shit house <laughs> player that I've seen play against Roma this season. <laughs> who I think had a fight with Lukaku, had a fight with Paredes, and almost tried to have a fight with the um, Duvallar as well. Uh, Yerry Mina is just the. Uh, the ultimate shit player, apart from Neil Mope, um, in recent weeks, which has been fun to see in the Premier League. But no, I completely agree. Um, this that second goal was the was probably the best goal I've seen Roman produce in recent weeks. Absolute yeah. team goal. Me and Joey keep saying vertical attacking football, vertical attacking football, and we've missed that, and um, we've got it in the last three games. I'll say minus Sutton Latana because they sat deep in a block and tried to frustrate and hit on the counter and it nearly worked for them. Uh, but we got the three points. But yesterday was just a complete, it was a complete, I was going to say masterclass of a performance, but it was outstanding. It was quite refreshing to see because for me, that doesn't happen about three, four weeks ago after the slump of four.
1: No, no, no definitely doesn't. It.
0: It's a change of mindset. It's a bit of positivity. Like I've got nothing bad against uh, Jose Mourinho and what he's do- what he's done in the game, but you could see at the end in the last three to four games, it was a tough watch and it was a struggle on the pitch. And I think the right decision was made in the end. It probably help both in the long run because Roma will probably have the achie- uh, will probably achieve their goals, what they need to do for the rest of the season. And Jose will probably get another club maybe in London, maybe in Saudi <laughs> or maybe a national team job after the Euros. But who knows? But yesterday was probably for me the most complete performance I've seen from Roma in a long, long while. Probably since the final game at home in the Europa League court final last season where it was all on the line and they got the job done after Dybala's brilliance in the last minute of the game when he was probably about 40% fit uh, and then won the game in extra time. But yesterday was just unbelievable. You, Like me and Joey exchanged WhatsApps. De Rossi made smart subs after 55 minutes. The game was won. It was 3-0. Game was won. Get players off to recuperate because of the Inter at the weekend. Brought on, was it Zaleski, uh, and Bové, then you had uh Christensen come on for Angelino and then you had Baldanzi for Tapala, And it was just, it was really refreshing to see, but Joey, I'll ask you, um,
1: how did you feel about yesterday's performance? Oh, it was definitely one of the most complete. I think it was uh certainly up there with the 7 seven zero game. We had just the differences, like you said, Scott is mindset. I think The Empoli game was more of a game where the pressure was on Roma and they had to come up with something, whereas uh, now it's different. Now they're just like they're free. They're like playing so freely and they're actually enjoying it. So although both of them were uh, complete dominance over the other team, I think this one had a different shift in mindset. And this was the quote I wanted to bring up, and it's the perfect time to bring it up. So Dybala's interview at Sky yesterday where he says the part of De Rossi came here and managed to get something out of us, something we didn't think we had anymore. That just tells you there was nothing left between Mourinho and the players. Is Mourinho at fault? Is it his problem? I'm not saying it is. Just sometimes a recipe, it gets old, it gets stale, it needs to change. They, they just had nothing that they believed in anymore. There's just something working, and that we see from the beginning. So when De Rossi came in, you can tell a lot of these players had, you know, 100 pounds, feel like they was lifted off their shoulders. Karzorp, I've never seen this guy run so much in my life, and he was doing it brilliantly yesterday. Uh, they just looked more free the way they were playing. And, I mean, George uh, gave great analysis on the game itself. I mean, we had great play from everybody, the Bala, uh, just masterful. You know, he had a, a couple rough games, I would say, the first two. I think yeah. what really helped was Pellegrini <laughs> scoring very early so a team couldn't send the low block and allowed the ball to be free. You know, uh, Lukaku did as good as he could with holding up the ball. I think he's a little tired. He, You know, he plays literally every game. Um, so that might play in on him. But he he did well. I mean, El did his thing. We have a left back that can cross the ball. So we saw... <laughs> We saw an accurate cross, the, uh, an accurate cross for the first I mean, time. Cried. Uh, yeah, I had tears in my eyes too. Uh, Scott, Scott, the gift you posted of the office, so uh uh yeah. Is crying. That's that's literally what I was when when Angelino put in that cross to Cristante who hit the post. I mean, even besides just his crosses, even his ground passing was tremendous. He kept hitting, you know, players in stride, uh, Lukaku at his feet. It was it was just brilliant to watch. I mean. That was the most accurate passing game from a from a left left wing fo- left wing back or left full back I've seen in two three years at at least. So uh, just everybody was tremendous. The subs were great. They gave guys rest. Saw hoyson score a goal. I mean, it was just perfect. I even liked the Rossi's mindset at the end of the game. He told Paredes. That it was absolutely stupid that he got a yellow card when you're up four zero. I'm I'm mm. glad. I want to hear things like that because that is stupidity that needs to be pointed out. So just uh, he believes in the players and the players are starting to believe in themselves and it was just uh, it's just been a breath of fresh air and it was just it's been phenomenal to see. I don't care if it was uh, Verona, Salenitana, and Calidi. This. This time, um, in the first half of the season, you only managed to get four points. Well, now you got nine. So we played the same three teams before, and we didn't have as much success. I don't care if it's the bottom three; you got to beat every team, no matter if it's the top or the bottom, and three points, all that matters. But we're we're also doing it. Um, we're also doing it by being entertained. I know football; not all the time it's entertaining. I know sometimes results. Obviously, it outweighs the entertainment. But it's good. It's nice to have both. Uh, we're attacking. We're playing some fluid football that we've been used to seeing from past years, and we're seeing it again. And I think the players are just, like I mentioned with the ball is cold, I, th- I think they really believe in themselves now, and they're they're bringing on good entertainment, and they're winning at the same time. So it was just complete performance yeah. from zero to 90, and it was, it was nice to relax at the end. And uh, Scott, uh, I think my cardiologist – is going to start getting worried because I don't have to have these these uh, these hard palpitating moments at the end anymore. You know, we're killing games off earlier, so it's it's just nice to see this this dominance that we had over Calgary.
0: No reason to get stressed now, is there? <laughs> well, up until Saturday, when we play, yeah,
1: Saturday's that. a different story. We don't <laughs> yeah. know, but Saturday we'll see De Rossi's first big match, so we'll see how it is. Can
0: I ask you too about the setup? Now, I like the hybrid setup. I know me yeah. and Joey, you've, we've spoken about it, where Angelino at Park yesterday was playing as a third centre-back when roma had the ball. And he was building up the attack from defence, was playing crosses in and um, playing balls into Lukaku. Karstopp looks like the more advanced full-back, basically playing as a right winger, which is which is quite interesting to see. But I just wanted to get... Both of your thoughts. I know it's a small sample size, and Roma played three of the bottom four or bottom six in in Hellas Verona, uh, Salon and um, last night's opponents, calorie. But the tactics seem to be working so far with this hybrid four-three-three, with Debala playing playing a little bit more centrally giving freedom to Carlsdorp playing a bit wider and a bit higher at the pitch?
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely think so. I think it's, he's adapting to the players he has. With Carlsdorp being up the pitch, it obviously allows uh, Dybala to, uh, to drift in more centrally. And the, the midfielder that plays on that side is Cristante, which is way more defensive than Pellegrini. So you have some coverage if you need. While on the left side, uh, El you know he's pretty well known to come back and help and Pellegrini is good at getting up and down both ends. So that's why I, I think this is the way they, they work it, because it, it kind of tends a little bit to Dybala. I, I sort of get it, but you do have the defensive midfield on that side. But I do like the tactical setup. I, I do wonder, though, George and Scott, is I think they will continue. I think Roma should be true to themselves no matter who they play. They should continue with what works, but also yeah, sort of... I agree sort of adapt if you want to run that, sure. But now you have a big team in Inter coming up. Do you keep the same sort of players? Do you go a little more conservative? Like instead of having Karsdorp, do you get someone like Christensen who's more defensive? Or Chelik, You know, now that you have... I don't think you can replace Angelino because Pina is still injured. But I think Karsdorp. you know what I mean? Maybe um, they would want to... Maybe De Rossi might, might want to look at something like Pellegrini who plays in El Shirari's role... Uh, but because he, he can cover a little more defensively, and then also have Bove as the additional midfielder, mm-hmm. you know yeah. changes like that, like use the same sort of setup, but change certain players because depending on the team because the way we play against inter i don 't think you can go gung ho against inter and just go all attacking you have to find some sort of balance so we 'll see how de Rossi approaches, but so far, I like what he 's doing he 's attending to his players, he even gave Dibala the the free totti role. So that's a big thing. And uh look at it. He played in yesterday. Uh he mentioned about the that role and look how brilliantly he played. So uh it's been good so far, and that's what you need to do as a manager. You need to you need to adapt to what your team has and obviously what works and bring out the best out of players, not the worst. So I have been happy with it so far.
0: George, can I get your thoughts? Do you tend to agree yeah. with myself and Joey?
2: I completely agree. I think it's so refreshing. like Joey made a good point uh, about Angelino, and you're not seeing these looping balls from Mancini or uh, Lorienti. You see, him, Angelino has got the ability to play, you know, ball to feet of Lukaku, you know, with one killer pass, and I, you saw it on. You know, I lost track of how many times I saw that pass, and that him being able to drop in as that third centre back on the on the left allowed. Cars or who can play as a you know right winger you know it allowed him to express himself further at the uh, at the at the pitch and you know he was he was able to sort of have a bit more freedom with the role but the one thing I would say about this um, formation I know I I tweeted quite a bit about it and I get mixed opinions on you know about about it is I think Paredes is absolutely pivotal to this formation I think when he doesn't play in that you know that middle of that three you know, like against Selena Tana, we do, that's just one reason, we do struggle. He, you know, Paredes is the player. He's got, if the ball's coming through him, he can, re, he's so good at distributing that ball and moving it. He has got to be, I think, until you find like someone who can, you know, mould and adapt to be that person, I think he's pivotal for this formation. And him being where he is allows Cristante and Pellegrini to, you know, do what they need to do further up the pitch. And you know, like Joey said, Chris Anthony will always help out defensively. He's always been um that extra assistance in, you know, especially when Motor Cover, he's he's really has been, you know, that you know, that really reliable player who will come back and help defensively. So I think Paridas is huge. He's not the most flash player. I can't say I you know love him. I I you know ironically I thought he was a pretty pointless signing in the summer but He's huge to how this system works. And if, if we can keep him fit and maybe in the summer think about, a, 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 um, you know, like an understudy for him, um, I, think this, I think this formation can work in, against most teams, like you said. Inter, they've got they've – got, well, everyone's seen that ball from Shana Logo to DeMarco on the, the Oh, dad, my dad, goodness. The, you know, oh, everyone's wow. seen that. And <sighs> it's frightening the ability that they have and it, what we can't afford to do is allow players like Shanalogu that time to pick his head up and, mm. and play the ball. So like Joey said, I, I probably would prefer Pellegrini taking the role of Al Shuari and bringing in Bove as that, you know, that energetic, uh, you know, sick pup that, that just wants to go at people in the midfield. I think I, that's the only change I'd probably make Um if, if any, i am happy with the team. If we had put the same team out we did against Calgary, against Inter, I I wouldn't criticise. But I think Joey's got a really good point. Against, you know, against Inter, against a team who can quite literally pick you apart. Um, you're going to need that extra set of, you know, that, that bit of aggression in the midfield. I and mean, it'll also uh, allow Paredes just to focus on his game a little bit more if someone's doing the running round and, you know, the the... the the hard effectively, if, if someone else is helping, Predas he with the hard yards. I think you see him flourish, and if he's if he's working, the ten, you know it tends to be that the rest of the team know what they're doing as well. And Cristante can then position himself further up the pitch, play balls like we saw to al for, um, for the the first 3 baller goal. And I think if we can do that or find a way of doing it, I think. I'm not going to come on here and say, yeah, we'll hands down beat Inter, but I can see us getting something from it at the Olympico. You know, stranger things have happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we can play our game and focus on our game and add that extra set of legs in the midfield and really work um, work their midfield players, because their midfield players, you know, are fantastic. Mkhitaryan, um, Shannon Logu, you know, they're, they're, they're some absolutely immense. Barella, they're, some, they're fantastic talent, but they're also fairly old players, if we can, you know, match, match their, you know, work rate and energy, we will give them problems. If we play like we did against the and we will give everyone problems in the league. It's, it's just the case of, can we do it at the Olympico against a big opponent? Will the, you know, I've got absolutely no doubt the players will want to do it for one man and one man only. And that is the Rossi. Whereas before maybe like Joey said, there was that disconnect with the manager and the players with this last <clears throat> Four games. I completely see the players wanting to do it for De Rossi, and if they can come out there and do what do their everyone do their jobs individually, and I, I think we have got a chance of getting something. maybe you're right. Maybe you do start the defensive fullback in Chelico or Rasmus and drop Karsdorp and just rely then on Angelino getting forward. But that narrows you to one flank because, like Joe, you know, like we said, is is Rasmus is fantastic. Defensively, but offensively, he does struggle. And against Inter, will he fancy against arguably the best left-back in the world than DeMarco? I can't see it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a good point. And uh, um, Scott, I wanted to mention to George, remember, our pod we did when De Rossi came in. I don't know if you heard this, George, but I'm glad somebody brought up about Paredes and maybe bring out his best quality. He does. He needs to be on a team that likes to keep the ball because that's oh, yeah. his best quality. And like he, he's not a Josie Mourinho player. So it looked like the worst for Paredes. And the two players we mentioned, Scott, on that pod when De Rossi came in were him and Awar. Those are guys that need to to have the ball a lot and need the team to possess the ball a lot. And we already see it in two of the three games that Paredes played. He's he, He's been really good on the ball, keeping the ball moving. And I think he's suited better the role than Cristante has when he played against Salernitana. Yeah. Although it, it was a tougher game being away, I, I get it. But Cristante isn't as good at keeping the ball as Paredes is. De Rossi even highlighted the quality that he has on the ball, keeping it. Keeping the play flowing, keeping possession of it. So he needs to be a team that's on it. So this could bring out his best quality. His negative and De Rossi did mention that he he obviously thinks defensively needs to work when he does not have the ball. But you can clearly see when he's on the ball um, that he can move it and he can keep possession. And can play some lovely one touch football. We we've seen that. So again, I'm glad the Rossies bring out this quality and. Uh, George said, "George said it. Maybe stranger things happen against Inter. If, if a lot of our players can bring up quality, maybe we can, um, you know, get a result. Or if you don't, don't don't make it look like a game that when we played Inter the first time, where we did nothing for ninety minutes and we we're just sitting there to defend. Maybe they'll give us at least a game to watch. But the players will be up there to play for De Rossi, um, and I think we'll we'll see some. We'll have a good showing for Saturday with De Rossi." helping the players, you know, give them something new and give them some more hope.
0: For this to be a good game, Roman needs to score first.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. They don't want to trail.
0: Because that's going to be hard to trail against probably the best team in Italy and one of the best teams in Europe. Structurally And what they do with the ball is quite scary. And they're streets ahead of most teams in Italy by far. And it's... It's quite scary what this team can do. Scott, um, in the
1: Derby Italia, I don't know if you watched it. Or I didn't, you know, it. no, it? They, they had, I think I saw one chance from Juventus. And I know it's Allegri ball, but when they need a goal, they always at least produce some chances. They get something yeah. out of it, they, yeah. Yeah, they, they produced that one Vlaovic chance, and that was it. Inter held them to nothing. It was it was a tough wash if you were a Juve fan. I felt like that. I felt like it's a lot of games we watch where we just could not create. But them, you know, for Juventus not to create, it's it's a different thing, and they could not create against Inter. So yeah, you're right. We need to we need to score early because def- defensively, Inter. Uh, I know we talk about their attack and Lataro Martinez, Marcus Turan, but defensively they're just as tough to beat. So Roma really have to 100%. start start strong, and uh, yeah, hopefully get a lead early.
0: Uh, before we wrap up, do you uh, do you guys have anything else to add?
2: Well, I just hope we go out there and for ninety plus minutes on Saturday, um, give in to like Joey said, be proactive, try and score, try and create chances, and you know it's at the Olympico. That's a huge advantage. You know, it doesn't matter who you, we saw against Barcelona. We've seen it against a lot of big teams. It doesn't matter who we're playing when it's at the Olympicos, things change you know it is different so if we can apply if the Rossi has I, I'm pretty sure they've had a rest day uh, today after the game but as of tomorrow if they, if they can you know apply themselves and work towards nullifying the threats and getting in behind the Pavard who's exceptional um, we've got we've got a chance of getting something and I, I'm, I'm not getting my hopes up but all else, I just I know they will because I'll do it for the manager uh, in front of their own fans, I just I just hope we go out go at Inter and you know try and upset them and, and really try and make a point that the top four races, you know Roma are a real contender for the top Champions League. They don't want you know regardless what happens with the fifth place um, with the, with with the standings. What regardless what happens with fifth place, whether it's Champions League or not, we, we don't want that. We want top four. That's the objective and. The way of doing that is putting in a solid performance against, arguably, like Scott said, the best team in Europe right now, and that's the only way you prove yourself.
0: Amen. Preach. <laughs> I can't. I can't follow that, uh, Joey. Do you have anything else to add?
1: No, I think George just said it all. I just will say is that I'm just interested to see De Rossi's uh, De Rossi's game against a, a you know a big opponent. Like Ranieri said, the warm up is now over. So. We'll see how he approaches it. We'll see what kind of coach he is and uh just Roman be true to yourself. Other than that, I think George uh I think he wrapped it up perfectly at the end of the pod. So I, I leave it to him.
0: What <laughs> would you call his what would you call his style of football? De Rossi ball, D D R ball. DDR ball. DDR not DDR haram ball. not haram ball or <laughs> no. terrorist ball. Everyone else calls it. Not Dybala and
1: Inshallah ball. Definitely yeah. not
0: Dybala <laughs> yeah. and Inshallah. D- and Inshallah. Um yeah i don't miss those days uh vertical attack and football it's back uh guys you can follow us at com and find uh, all of our episodes on the on the website and you can follow us at all podcast platforms and apple soundcloud spotify etc cetera, etc cetera. joey thank you for joining me on this monday late afternoon for you
1: yeah late afternoon uh just gonna get back to uh doing some work after we're done and. Uh... And the day, uh, I'll probably go watch the highlights later, I think. I think it's a good time to rewatch them. So, yeah. Is, it, is that
0: with the I love Paolo <laughs> in the background?
1: Yeah, I have a T-shirt of it, so I'll probably put it on while I watch it with the Roma <laughs> So That
0: Randy Marsh meme might come into play later. <laughs> um, George, thank you so much. Thank uh, you for a having me. A very good debut. Uh, you got you got fifty six minutes, Andy. About thank yeah. you for joining me.
2: <laughs> thank you for having me. But uh, really enjoy it, and yeah, look forward to seeing what Saturday brings.
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll be back uh, Saturday after the game. Uh, we've got we're going to record after the game. I've got someone lined up who is going to be at the game and has been on the podcast before. No spoilers. No spoilers. I'm not going to say anything Joey knows Joey knows Because I told I told him <laughs> yesterday um, But no uh, We'll be back Saturday uh, Enjoy the rest of your week uh, Enjoy Enjoy it Roma fans It's been fun The last three games We've got nine points out of nine And The acid test Is coming up next Against The league leaders Inter And then Feyenoord In the Europa League And that's the real test to come in Daniele De Rossi's reign at Roma. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll be back soon. Take care. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.